Every man faces it. Every man fails. Are you equipped? Put on your armor, men. There's a battle ahead. Welcome to the manhole, where real men seek Jesus, aren't afraid to ask for forgiveness, and might even cry a little. And by the way, your host cries a lot. Here's the crybaby himself, Rob Warnock. Good afternoon, wherever you are and whatever time it is that you're listening to the manhole. I want to thank you for being with us today. As always, we're thankful and grateful to have your ears, and we just hope that you're blessed and touched today. We're going to have a special guest today, Dr. Terrence McLean. And if you want to be encouraged and inspired and hear a true story of deliverance and the power that our God has, I can't think of a greater testament in today's time than Dr. McLean. So we're going to bring him on. He is the author of a book called God Brought Me Through It. A fantastic read. And man, if you're like me, it's short and sweet. You can finish it. If you're like me and you don't finish most books, this is one for you. So I encourage you to read it. So Dr. McLean, are you with us? I'm here. I'm with you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you. We're excited to have you here in the manhole. We always inspire to help men stay out of the manhole, that place where we walk and stumble and step into before we know it. We're neck deep in trouble. Oh, yeah. And if you were like me, you're trying to lie your way out of it. And that never turns out well in the end. As my wife says, God's going to always uncover the sin. So That's just be, right. That's be right. careful. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he did. What fun that was. But I wanted to jump in. I don't want to, people aren't here to listen to me. I want, to, I want them to hear about your story yeah. and about your book. God brought me through it. Very powerful. And I'm not even going to preface the content or what the book is truly about, what your story is. I'm going to let you tell that if you would. Okay. Yeah, no problem. So just real quick, my story is, as you mentioned, a story about deliverance and mine is from homosexuality, which obviously is a a huge hot topic right now in our culture, in our society. It has been for quite some time, but it seems to be getting to a peak here where we are. And as the church, we're trying to figure out how do we deal with these situations? How do we navigate these conversations with people that are actually struggling with this in our congregation? And even how do we reach people in the world? And so I believe that God anointed and appointed me for this time to write this book and share my testimony and to give me the courage to be able to talk about my experiences going through homosexuality from my childhood, what that looked like starting at an early age. Because if you talk to most people that are in the LGBT community, a lot of times, most of these things didn't happen all of a sudden when they got to college. These are things that the enemy began planting seeds very early on in their youth and childhood. So my book just basically talks about my journey through homosexuality from my childhood all the way up into college in my adult years. And then it gives you a picture of that whole process that I went through for deliverance and coming out of that and what that actually looked like and then transitioning into the blessings or the promised land, so to speak, of what God had for me and and being married to my wife and now living a life of abundance. Yeah. You know, as I read your book and I shared this with my wife also, when you talk about your childhood and people always poking and picking at you and saying that you were gay, And it never really crossed my mind. And this is something as parents that we can certainly take to heart and make sure that we're making our kids be aware of their words and how powerful they are. Because I can think of several people from my elementary school that were 
told the same thing or made fun of that they were little sissies or those types of words. And they ended up being that, but we spoke that into them. Mm-hmm. And you talk a lot about how you finally just, well, I guess I am. Yeah. Everybody says I am. I guess I am. Right. And I never really thought about how powerful it made me really sad in retrospect of what I may have the harm I had caused being a mm-hmm. punk little elementary kid, not knowing any better. So as parents, I've been acutely aware to have that conversation with my 13 year old son that yeah, you can't pick it at the guy at school that may not be just like you, that you feel that way because you don't know what you're speaking into him. And mm-hmm. so our words are really powerful. And something you said, your timing, we've had a lot of discussion about the movement and how 20 years ago, if you'd have told me that there would be openly gay couples on TV, common, you know, I would have said you were crazy that we'll never right, get there. Right. And mm-hmm. so we're being, the church is softening its stance as the world is trying to get into the church and the world is right. influencing the church instead of the exactly. other way. And we're seeing it's already starting. My preacher said so a few weeks ago, and we're starting to see it on TV. They're starting to do it with pedophilia. Yeah, The stance is starting to soften to we're going to be told that we should look at it differently. And I just can't believe that that's where we are. So I think your book is perfectly timed. And I know that if you could talk a little bit about, I think it was your freshman year in college, right? Yeah. Can you talk about what went on and the path that you were on and turned and how that all came about? I know that it's a Holy Spirit thing. Yeah. So I always love to share my testimony because I believe that it is powerful and God gave it to me and allowed me to have it. And so going through and jumping to my freshman year of college, I went to a pretty conservative Christian based college. We were not officially Christian affiliated, but there was a strong presence of Christianity on the campus. And so anybody that goes there can identify with what I'm talking about. But so I went there and in my mind, I was thinking I'm finally away from my parents. I can do what I want. I can live the gay life that I've always dreamed about living and wanting to pursue but it had some constraints due to my parents being disciplined, which now in retrospect, I'm really glad for. <laughs> I thank God for that covering. But so my freshman year, I went in and I grew up in church all my life. So I've always been, what they say, a church boy. I was always told you go to college, but make sure you don't forget about God. And so I didn't really feel, I felt out of place not being in church. And so I was looking for a church and little did I know that I would go to a church where they were preaching the gospel and preaching about the Holy Spirit and really living for Christ. Because at the time I grew up in a lot of church culture where we talk a good talk, but the walk is doesn't actually line up with the talk. And so I went to college thinking like, okay, I'm going to live this lifestyle. I got plugged in immediately with the LGBT community on campus and finding friends, like-minded people. And then I got to this church and I felt this incredible presence of the Holy Spirit that I had not felt since maybe I was about the age of eight where he was really convicting me of my lifestyle. But what was really interesting was that God didn't necessarily say, okay, Terrence, I want you to stop being gay and I want you to follow me. But he was calling me to follow him. And through being at that church and understanding what it meant to follow Christ and understanding the picking up my cross and things like that, that he really said, come to me. But I knew that when I followed him, I had to do an exchange where I had to exchange this identity of being a gay male that I had so salient in my life 
to transition into, no, now I'm a Christian. Now I'm a follower of Christ. And that means that I have to give up some things that I feel that are extremely important to me. And I knew one of those things was being gay, being in a homosexual lifestyle. And so it didn't happen overnight. It was through a whole semester where the Lord was just working on me every Sunday. Every Sunday I felt this conviction, but it, it wasn't condemnation. I didn't feel terrible. Like I want to die because I have to give up something that I feel like has been a part of my whole life. But it was the convicting, like I liked it, but I hated it at the same time because I didn't want to change, but I knew I needed to. And so eventually, as I got through to the end of my semester, I finally made that active decision to say, I think I'm done fighting with the Lord. I'm ready to give my life to him. And as scary as this may be, I'm ready to make that next step. Wow. And I thought giving up my smartphone for a little bit was tough. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, man, you go back to Texas on a flip phone, you learn something really quickly. You, you, so that's been a whole separate thing. I did a bonus episode on that recently of yeah. me and why I switched from the smartphone to the flip phone. But my kind of like you, my pastor said, Rob, whatever it is, get it out of your life. Get away from it. And so I did and gave my wife complete control of it. Amen. She has the power. So <laughs> we're going to go to a quick break and we'll be right back after this with Dr. Terrence McLean. Still using old school business and appointment cards? Did you know that over 80% of business cards get thrown away? Come on, guys, step into the 21st century and go digital with full automation. And it's time to trash grandpa's cards. Introducing DigiCard, the business card of the future. On one intuitive platform, you can have automated appointment reminders, clients can request appointments, and stay safe with contact-free sharing. Let automation work for you as every time your DigiCard is shared, a customized sequence of messages are sent automatically to keep you in front of every lead. For a limited time only, Listeners of the Manhole Podcast can get their first year subscription absolutely free, plus a free webpage. All you pay is $9.97 per month for hosting your DigiCard and webpage. So it's time to up your game. Get DigiCard, the only business card that does the work for you. Visit themanholepodcast.com today to find out how you can take advantage of this limited time offer for our listeners. All right, you're back in the manhole with Dr. Terrence McLean. This is Rob Warnock. And so we set the table early before the break, and I wanted to jump straight to your lovely wife. Mm-hmm. And in the first of the book, I'm just going to read. I may not be the best reader, but I love this paragraph. And I read it to my wife because it applies to so many different elements in life that people just don't understand. Or right, even right. if they're believers, they don't believe God's big enough to have done it. And they will always question, right. well, is it real? Right. And she says, people would ask her, what's it like? Aren't you like nervous or something? These were the first words spoken by a dear friend of mine when I told her my husband had been delivered from homosexuality. And she says down here, I couldn't understand why others had such a hard time believing the same. But as I continued to walk in covenant relationship with my husband, I realized that he and I are living a narrative that very few people have the courage to talk about. And I think that is so true, whether it's alcoholism, drug abuse, porn addiction, infidelity, People have a hard time believing, even though they're believers, 
right that god is big enough to do something like this so take us a step into this relationship how it came about and give us some insight into your marriage yeah so i think that i just love my wife for that because obviously for me coming from a lifestyle from the lgbt lifestyle and like many like you were saying it is a shameful thing to say you don't just go and tell somebody hey like i'm no longer a part of the lgbt community and i've decided to have a marriage with the, with the opposite sex. Like, I mean, people don't just come and say that. So people are going to look at you side-eyed and like, hmm, I don't know if that's really true. What she said is really true. You tell people that and they're like, hmm, in the back of their mind, they're like, well, you know, I don't know. I feel like because what we've been told by society is that this is something that you're born with and you're not going to be able to move past it or, or whatever. And so I think a lot of it is I try to understand what our people's past and what are their experiences because their experiences are not my experiences. So they may not have the understanding, but I began to continue to walk out the journey of being a bloodwashed believer and moving away from a lifestyle that I had grown so comfortable with. Many years later, I got to a church and I began to start experiencing at the time walking through homosexuality. I mean, walking out of that, I was perfectly okay with being single because I wanted to really focus on God and I wanted God to do the work on the inside of me. But the idea of getting married at the time, like she was just saying, like for me, it was like anybody be able to actually love me for my past. We all struggle with that, I believe. You have a past, you're worried or you're concerned if somebody's gonna actually love you 100% completely for your past. Sure. I struggle with that concept. And so I chose not to really think about it too much. But when I got to my church in my adult years before I met my wife, they were very good about encouraging me that God has someone for you, even though you came out of this lifestyle. And I, I praise God for my church because I feel like a lot of times in the church, we don't create a safe place for people to be delivered. Right. If that makes sense. We talk about it. We want you to believe it. We want you to be saved, but there's no safe place for us to actually walk out what deliverance looks like because deliverance is ugly. It's not cute. Yeah. So I think that was something that I really appreciated. I told my testimony to my church. They, they believed God with me. They trusted God with me and they walked that out with me. And so around, uh, was in the Pentecostal church. So we really operated in prophecy. And there was this one Sunday where a lady, she came up to me and she said, God said that you are really appreciative of everything that God has given you. But there's this one thing that you are really scared to ask God for. And because you don't feel like you should ask him. And that was being married. And so mm -hmm. after some prayer and things like that, I asked God, I was like, I want to be married. And that's my heart's desire right now. But I didn't have the courage to believe that God would do it. And so right. maybe about a year right after that, maybe like almost exactly a year, I met my wife in a class as I was doing my PhD. And we met in class and we started talking, no big deal. We ended up being a group together. We had a text here and there. And one day after class, it was like our second day after class. And we just started talking and what sparked the interest was we started talking about our relationship with God and where we were with that and so that sparked everything and we began to talk and long story short i knew at some point that we were on a path to dating and eventually getting married because i tried to be very specific about my intentions and so i knew i had to tell her about my past and before i would 
tell anybody this is what God brought me through because I was so excited about it. But the idea of like telling someone that I actually liked and I wanted to be with and telling them that, like, I don't want to tell them that because they walk away. Well, long story short, I told her that and I never forget. She told me specifically that there was nothing that I could tell her or do that would make her stop loving me. And she knew that God had ordained us to be together. And so, of course, I cried like a baby. I couldn't eat for days. (laughs) I love it. I like to eat. So that was just began our journey and walking through that and having her by my side to be able to have a wife that will accept you 100% for who you are. It even allows me to walk in in the calling that God has given me is such a powerful thing. Yeah, man, that's awesome. You said something earlier when you said blood washed. I loved it. It gave me chills. <laughs> I'm going to steal that, by the way. I'm going to own that one. So, yeah, I mean, what a story. I mean, men out there, whether you're single, married, whatever it is that you deal with, listen to Ter- what Terrence just said and the deliverance and the providence and the plan that God had for his life mm-hmm. and to, to bring that sweet lady to say those things into his life. I mean, how powerful and, and awesome that is. And men, just remember, if, if we're in Christ, there's no condemnation. Yes, yes. There's no shame if we're in Christ. So we have the opportunity to live an abundant life, and that's what he wants for us. So, Terrence, mm-hmm. thank you so much for your time today. Not a problem. Thank you for this short book that I had the attention span to get through. And I hope everybody will get to tell them where they can get your book before we hop off. Yeah, you can get my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It is on digital as well on through, uh, what is that? The Nook and the Kindle. And so you can also get it on Apple Books as well. So, okay, very cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, guys. Let's walk side by side and keep taking the yuck out of man. Thanks for listening to The Manhole. As always, thanks for listening today. Please make sure you go to Facebook and follow us at the Manhole Podcast Facebook page. You can stay connected there. You can even submit future topics that you would like us to discuss on the Manhole Podcast. Also, visit our website, themanholepodcast.com, and you can submit your information there to connect with us and become a VIP listener to get updates on future events. We do have something huge coming late November, a global virtual event that you're going to want to be a part of. Also, make sure to give us a great review on iTunes. Share with your friends so we can get men across the world listening. And remember, real men ask for help, seek godly counsel, and get on their knees. (laughs) 